You're listening to Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago's Urban Alternative. My name is Morgan Sioka. Amber Mark is a singer, songwriter, and producer whose sound incorporates elements of hip-hop, R&B, soul, and bossa nova. She released her first EP, 3.33 AM, in May 2017, followed up by her full-length album, Three Dimensions Deep, at the end of January of this year. In her music, Amber explores themes of questioning the universe and philosophies about space, time, and multiple dimensions. On the rainy afternoon of July 15th, before her performance at Pitchfork Music Festival that evening, I got a chance to sit down with Amber to discuss the album, her music videos, Tiny Desk Home Concert, possible upcoming releases, and, of course, space. Here's our conversation. You're listening to Vocalo Radio. My name is Morgan, and I am sitting here at Pitchfork Music Festival on Friday, July 15th. It is the 15th, right? 15th. With Amber Mark, who is performing later this evening. Hi, Amber. How are you doing? Good. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's raining, but, you know, we're pushing through it. We have to make through. This is Chicago summer. Honestly, the last time I was meant to play Pitchfork, I think 2019, and it was like thunderstorm and lightning they had to cancel the my set I was so sad about it so I'm having like very intense like triggering deja vu right now I'm really scared that's gonna happen again today but we're praying praying that it won't we're keeping our fingers crossed that it all ends up being fine but I guess other than rain anxiety how are you feeling about playing pitchfork do you still get nervous for festival I mean you just played Coachella which is Uh, I feel like it makes pitchfork even look kind of teeny tiny (laughs) Uh, no, I don't even know what Coachella is. So, no, um, no I mean, Co- Coachella was like definitely a really, you know, crazy experience. But I love Pitchfork. I love this festival. I love Chicago. And I'm, I get, I get, a, you know, a little bit of nerves right before I go on stage. But I think for the most part, I'm just really excited to be able to do the music, sing me, to do me, do the music with the fans and the listeners. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear you do the music with the fans and everything. <laughs> Thank you. Before we get into like talking more about music, I saw that you're a Star Wars fan yes. and I wanted to talk to you about that because same. Really? And, like, okay, yes. cool. Probably know more of it, but, uh, more about it than I do. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, what's your favorite movie? I My favorite Star Wars movie, well obviously you know the classics, four, five, and six, but my number one favorite is Rogue One because I think it's just the best. It was filmed amazingly. The concept behind it was great. I feel like they really kept the aesthetic of um, the, you know, the classic films. Like you kind of got that energy from it, and just the whole scene at the end. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's just, it was a beautiful movie. Like I got very emotional watching it, and so it, right now it's my favorite. It changes, but Rogue One right now for the past three years has been my favorite. It's so good. I really love that one too. But yeah, I feel like people always forget about that one because it's not in like a trilogy. Yeah, exactly. But it's still so Does good. It still counts though, right? Or did yes. you want to know from the trilogies? Oh no, that okay. still counts. Okay, that still counts. Yeah. Also, kind of speaking of space, have you seen everything with the NASA photos? Yes. The Webb uh, telescope. Is that yeah, what the it James is? Webb. Yeah, the yeah. James Webb. They're crazy. It's like insane. I've seen comparisons of. Um, Oh my god, I love this song. I've seen uh, comparisons of like the Hubble telescope imagery and then this the Webb's the James Webb one and it's insane like how clear it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was actually I was listening to one of my daily news podcasts as we all do but, uh, this morning and they were talking about just how this really like starts to try to answer kind of the big questions about like what are we and is there life on other planets? Is there life elsewhere? and just like black holes, different galaxies, things like that. And that, I was thinking, this is the perfect day for yeah. me to be listening to this podcast because I'm about to talk to Amber Mark. <laughs> and that is so much, I feel like, of what you get into on Three Dimensions Deep. Yes. And yeah, it's just so beautiful. And especially like 
someone said something on the podcast, I think one of the researchers, about how we're all made of the same dust as star particles. And that really reminded me of especially the foreign things music video yeah. at the very end when yeah. you have the voiceover. Yeah. Could you also just tell me a little bit about that philosophy of being made of star stuff as yeah. the voiceover at the end was saying? Yeah, so that is actually a quote from Carl Sagan, who was a really famous physicist like in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, maybe in 70s, 80s. And I don't know if it's actually his quote, but that's where I had first heard it. And it was something that like, my mom was very spiritual as a kid, but it was something that we connected on. And so I wanted to really bring that into these visuals that I was doing. And in terms of the concept, it really felt like it connected with me. And I mean, the saying, I think it's just, it's so beautiful. It's really kind of directed towards a lot of the like turmoil that we have in the world, just being human beings and, you know, power plays and all that stuff. And I think he was trying to just kind of explain to people the fact that we really all come from the same thing from the start, literally. I mean, as far as we can go back, you know, we're all made of the same particles and, you know, carbon and all of these like different elements that, you know, make up stars and, and make up everything that's in the universe. and. And so I just thought it was really beautiful that to think about, because we don't really, a lot of people just get stuck on Earth and like, and, and actually it gives a lot of people anxiety to think about space and outer space and stuff like that. But for me, it just, it makes me feel so much connected to our planet and to our universe and like connected on a spiritual level to know like how connected we are and, and in what ways and all Hopefully that is some sort of explanation. I'm not a scientist, so. I mean, as a fellow non-scientist, <laughs> I think that made sense. It, yeah, I also I was going to ask, too, I just I assumed it was probably something you and your mom had talked about because yeah. I saw in the credits it's listed as Mia with your yeah. mom's name and yeah. Little Amber. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was a lot of the creative direction kind of behind the the visuals for Three Dimensions Deep, or I guess TDD, is yeah. that how people abbreviate it? Significantly easier, or 3DD, whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, was a lot of your creative direction for the visuals things that you had thought about throughout your childhood or talked about with your mom in terms of philosophy and I guess like other dimensions, and things like so that? So some of it was, again, she was like a very spiritual person. She was a Tibetan Buddhist, and so she really fell into that world, but I really feel like for me, I was more, I was very into the cosmos and, and astronomy as a kid, not astrology, but astronomy, there's a difference in case you're wondering. And so I think she had an interest in those things, I think because I kind of had an interest in those things as a kid, but it definitely grew as I got older and grew significantly in the past few years, just because, you know, went down and I really was like trying to find a little bit of purpose. And so I, I've always kind of looked to the stars and looked to what theories there are out there. And so I wanted to import, you know, implement that into the creative direction and stuff like that just because for me it really brought this connection between my mom's, the way she brought me up, her spirituality, and then like this attraction I've always had to astronomy and, and physics. And in doing so and understanding, you know, both sides, I feel like they, they really are one and the same and they kind of describe a lot of similar things like spirituality. Buddhism, Hinduism, like there's so much direct faith towards the stars and towards the universe. So to me, it just kind of made sense to connect the two and try to bring those two worlds of mine, at least, into the visuals and creative direction. 
This is small tangent, but just on the topic of the music videos, which I love so much. Like thank some you. of my favorite music videos I've seen probably ever. Really? Like, yes. Oh, thank you so much. Like, I'm so they're happy you like them. so gorgeous. I wanted to ask too. I heard you say in an interview that you originally thought that you would go into dance or do something with dance. Yeah. Um, I guess I just wanted to hear because I haven't. I feel like I haven't heard you talk in many interviews about your Honestly, dance background. Okay, I have no dance background. Like I, I feel like people ran with that when I said that, and I need to like choose my words like wisely because I am not a dancer. I always wanted to be a dancer when when I was a kid. I saw Honey and was like, that's me. I'm gonna be her. But we were traveling around, like we were in Asia, and, and, and we were never, never like in one place for more, you know a long amount of time. So I couldn't really take lessons. So I never actually pursued it. But when I was a kid, I was very much, and then into my like preteens, I was like, I want to be a dancer. Um, and then I never actually pursued that. So don't ask me to do any choreo or anything like that. Like my choreographer, like knows it takes me like days to learn choreography. It's not an exciting. Venture. <laughs> well, you couldn't tell in the music videos. I was like, wow, like that's really amazing. She must have a lot of dance experience. Well, like, a lot of edit, editing and like doing the rehearsing. So yeah, I couldn't do it now. I can't even remember the dance now. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to Three Dimensions Deep. Yeah. So for listeners who might not really know about the album, could you kind of like explain a little bit what it's about? I know it's an album in three parts, which you described as without, withheld, and within, right? Yeah, yes. That's the right order? Yeah. So I initially did that whole, when I was making the album, the project, I did that just internally for myself because I knew I wanted there to be a concept and I knew there was a story I was trying to tell and I knew I wanted my debut album to have this storyline and like take the listener on a journey. It's very important to me. Not that albums need to do that, that's not like necessary, it was just a choice that I made. And so I like had written out this graph essentially, just trying to like figure out what songs worked where and how and like what was this what was this timeline that I went through of growing and learning. And so I just, you know, I went through a really intense stage of denial, I think, and going through like heartbreak and just certain things in life and that we all kind of deal with. and everyday woes and so I labeled that part without that part was without like kind of acknowledging all of these inner turmoils that I have as a human being and that I think we all deal with and then withheld was the stage of kind of like you know what I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna deal with this I've acknowledged it but I'm just gonna kind of like keep it in I think that whole section really deals a lot with denial and like just trying to like that whole mentality of faking it till you make it I think was like is a good thing to do, but also can be kind of toxic in a way because you don't really address what you're dealing with. And then what I had like initially before I had actually, we were supposed to put up the album out earlier, like years earlier. And you know, with time things went, down, went on. And so I wasn't gonna stop the album there conceptually. But then with time and the fact that we, you know, 2020 happened and all this shit went down, I like started to like have this kind of like third eye opening experience, not to sound like a crazy hippie, but but like just trying to like, you know, again, trying to understand the universe, trying to understand our purpose, trying to understand our surroundings. There was so much suffering going on in the world, especially it was so aware, you know, of it in 2020 that I was like asking all these like very intense philosophical questions to myself about like what the meaning behind a lot of it was. And so it really, the album ended up taking this like very like, spiritual turn of events and became this like journey of like trying of self-discovery and like I always like to say this journey into the universe within and so that's why I've called it within. That was a really long explanation 
and I'm so sorry. No, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to ask to just touch more on Three Dimensions Deep and the reaction people have had to it because you've said a few times like your goal with making music is just for people to have an emotional connection yeah. to the music that you put out. And I know with, of course, 3.33 a.m., there was so much emotional response from people. And not in comparison, because I feel like there's no way to really compare like two, two works like this, <laughs> two like, really incredible pieces of art, really. But yeah, what has the emotional response kind of been from people from this album? Um, it's been pretty surreal. I think, you know, people who have, definitely, who have listened to 3.33 a.m. and then have listened to this, they they definitely see the connection in terms like I still you know sprinkle in these little kind of moments of my mom and I think I will forever do that and so and then there's you know there's definitely some emotional songs in there it's it's different things that I'm going through but I feel like at the end of the day it doesn't even have to like people don't have to know why I wrote the song or what the song is about if the, it's like somebody could connect with the song on a completely different level or a completely different way than you had intended them to but them connecting is really the important part. So I definitely still get messages like this got me through this breakup or this got me through like grieving this, you know, a loved one that I lost or so as long as people are like, even if it's like this just made me dance, like I got wasted this song and like danced till 8 a.m. to the song, like honestly that, all of those, I'm happy, mission accomplished. Okay, switching gears a little bit, which of course it's quiet now. But uh, switching gears a little bit though, I really wanted to ask you about your Tiny Desk performance because yeah. I loved it. It was so really? awesome. Oh, thank yes, you. Yeah. it was so great. I was so and, and you said a couple times it was on like your bucket list, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It definitely was a big bucket list moment for me. You know, I've kind of musically in my career grown up watching all those Tiny Desk performances, and I've always been like, I want to do that one day. But then also been like, I don't know if I'll be able to do that because. Am I gonna do a good enough job? These are like really bare and like in your face in terms of like exposing your skill level and stuff. But yeah, so I was really nervous leading up to it just because of how much I think pressure I'd put on myself. But I, it ended up being so much fun and you know, I had my family there, which was great. And we got to shoot it in my, my godparents' restaurant, which was amazing. And, and then, you know, we had the band, I had the band there like backing me up, which is always very helpful for me. And it ended up being this, like, I've never performed without, like, my background vocals in a track. Like, I always have background vocals in my track. I, like, cannot afford background vocalists yet. But we actually were able to get, like, the instrumentalist playing to, to sing as well. And it just, it's a whole other level. So, like, I hope to, like, one day get to the point where I can just, like, have a full band with background singers and all that stuff. It, it was such a great experience. So hopefully I get to do it again another time. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. I know, at the actual Tiny Desk office, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's, it's so cool. But the setting you chose to do it in was so awesome. I remember you said it was, uh, that restaurant was your home. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to ask you about it, but that's so cool that it's your godparents' restaurant. Yeah, I live in the restaurant. No, I'm just <laughs> In the kitchen, yeah. No, 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 my, so my uh, godparents, you know, they, they own a little restaurant called Palma Restaurant in New York City. Make sure to check it out. And it's, they own the like building, so I grew up in that building above the restaurant as a kid. Like my mom as well, we all lived there like, like a hippie commune above this restaurant. So it was like very sentimental for me and kind of felt very full circle to have my Tiny Desk performance there because that's where I really, that was one of the places I like started performing and singing with my family, like, you know, at our little family gatherings and like sometimes we'd like just pull in random customers in when I was a kid. and do performances for them so it felt like a very kind of emotional full circle moment for me for sure that's really that's amazing yes. I'm, yeah that makes me really happy that you got to do it there it just feels like 
feels right. It feels it like it does feel yeah. right. <laughs> feels like not to be cheesy, like cosmic almost. It like, does. Yeah. Look at that, Fadetch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I know you don't have a lot of time, so the last thing no I wanted to ask about um, was just upcoming projects, because I know you've mentioned like that there might be something in the works. Yeah. So. So we were, okay, so there's a lot of talk about it, and I don't even know if I can really talk about it, because we were going to be putting out a deluxe album. I don't know if that's still happening right now, just in terms of, like, we are kind of, I'm, like, stuck in this kind of limbo area in terms of whether or not we're going to do a deluxe album. Is it too late? Is there still time? We haven't figured it out. So that's a conversation we need to have with the label and everything. But in terms of new music... Listen, I've been stacking. I'm starting next week. I go back into writing. I haven't written a song in like two months, so it's been a minute. But I started back in November on the next project, kind of put that on a pause and then focused on the album that was actually coming out. And now next week, I'm literally tomorrow, I fly to L.A. to start writing again and get back in there. And there's and I still have like like a bunch of songs that I need to release. So don't worry. There will be more music. I promise I will not make anyone wait four years again for music. I will never do that again. <laughs> Even if you had to, we would still love it when it came out. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to catch your set later at Pitchfork. We have to pray. Yes, pray. It looks like the rain might be lightening up a little bit. Well, thank you so much for taking the time thank to sit down with us today. It's been really awesome talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, my name is Morgan, and you're listening to Vocalo Radio, and this is Amber Mark. Bye. <laughs>